morning. You know, to be honest, there are times when the 30 seconds between when I start this show and when I start my co drinking my coffee is very difficult. And this is one of those mornings. Just being honest. And here we go in three, two, one. And now I'm yawning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday, August 12th, 2020. My name's Jeremy. And this is my first cup of coffee. I'm sleepy and I don't know why. I went to bed early. Couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. It was hot yesterday. Man, was it hot. Once again, slept with the windows closed. Opened them up this morning. Oh, what was it when I went to bed? 79 still? Think about that. Muggy. It was gross out. I didn't like it. I don't like it when it's really hot. But if you're a long-time listener, you probably know that. Yesterday was a pretty good day. Had a no-show on an interview. That bummed me out. Also means we're not pushing the buffer of recorded episodes out. If you accept the calendar invite and you confirm the date and time on the form we give you and you don't show up, you're either a jerk or you better have had something that could happen. I just... One of the things I've never fully understood about other people is their inability to manage their, their calendar. It's something that I have worked really hard on over the years. And do I double book myself once in a while? Yes, I do. But it's not often. And I can't remember the last time, other than you know my alarm didn't go off, I didn't show up for the first cup. Uh, I can't remember the last time I just no-showed on somebody. Actually, I can. It was last year. It was a phone call. And I felt really bad about it. And we rescheduled. And they no-showed on me, I think, to get me back. <laughs> what else happened yesterday? few phone calls. So recorded a podcast interview. Recorded a Thursday show. I got another Thursday show to record today. Uh, phone call with a client. Some email. Went to the gym for a little bit. Mostly I just went to walk on the treadmill because it was so hot I wasn't going outside. And I hadn't even left the house on Tuesday, on Monday. And that's not okay. Cook some food. Watch some TV. Kind of Standard procedure around here. Nothing terribly special yesterday. But today starts to get a little more special. So, tonight is my first night not working on a Wednesday night in years. It's my first night not coaching CrossFit. It's hard. It's going to be hard. Uh, I have mostly processed everything. still stings. Uh, I'm seeing the opportunity in it. I'm seeing the positive. And I made plans to hang out with a friend just so I'm not alone. 
in case I do have to feel challenged with it. You know, somebody I can talk to. What else is going on today? Acupuncture. Probably go to the gym again. And I'm packing. Why am I packing? Because tomorrow, after first cup and after my morning call with the client, I'm in the car. And I'm driving away. I'm driving to Northern Maine. But not where I normally go. Ironically, similar and not far. But a different spot. Someone was kind enough to lend me their condo. I've got somebody coming in to stay in the house, take care of the cat. And there's no Wi-Fi where I'm staying. Which means Friday is going to be a recorded episode. You know what I'm doing? Actually, should I tell you what I'm doing on Friday? Hmm. It's something that has been asked for. And unless something weird happens, it will go through. So you'll have a surprise on Friday morning. The show will still air at 6.30. I'll probably still drink a cup of coffee while I talk to you. But it won't quite be the same because it won't be live. I don't do this often. Once in a while I gotta do it. I remember the last time, last year, ironically, last August, right about this time, I was car camping. And I did, what, two episodes from the car? And it was tough. It was tough to make that work. Sitting in Dunkin' Donuts parking lots with terrible internet. This is just one day. So I think it'll be alright. I'll be back Sunday night. And I'll be live again on Monday. So you won't, you won't miss much of me, if anything. Now, I the episode I recorded of Martial Arts Radio yesterday is actually about First Cup, because I realized it had been over two years since we started the show. July something. I don't remember. It's in the show. We started doing this. July something, 2018. Is that it? I feel like it's been longer. Hmm. I don't know. That's what happened. That's what I wrote down. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's older than that. But anyway, fun fun bit that happened. You know what? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you check out the show. That will air a week from tomorrow. I don't want to ruin it. But it was fun to go back and revisit and think about where the show is gone, how I've changed through the couple years we've been doing this. How it's maybe better at a bunch of things. So that'll be out there. What else happening today? Hey cat. What's going on? She's coming over. You wanna say hi? You wanna say hi to everybody? Not a very good co-host. Her dementia is getting worse. It's hard. Boom. 
because the way it manifests mostly is with her being picky. Why is your nose all wet? Her nose is all wet. With her being picky about her food. Alright, that's enough cat talk. Remind me to wash this hand, I just wiped your nose. We'll keep that over here. Let's see what you all wrote in. I feel like I'm like the show's fading. And if you couldn't tell, when I feel like I'm running out of stuff to talk about, I turn to the stuff that you all write in. Because that's what you want to hear me talk about anyway. A little bit of what's going on in my life. Mostly thoughts on martial arts. <sighs> Alright, looks like we got stuff here today from Frank and Gabe. Imagine for a moment, this is coming in from Frank, imagine for a moment that you have bought and built your dream residential training facility. Ugh. And built. Wow, that's a lot of money. All right. Uh, this is in reference to something I've talked about before. And the most likely way this is going to happen is somehow I get rich, like really rich, like billionaire rich. I don't know how that's happening. I'm working on it, but I'm not where close. Um, and I buy a closed down college. Uh, Vermont has a number of smaller colleges that have closed up. So buying one of those with the idea that it's just a constant rotation of martial arts classes. It's just all martial arts all the time. And it's so big and so cool, people come and they stay. And you get a discount if you also teach. You're not there for free. We're not paying you. Because you're going to teach, you know, a couple classes a week and have the opportunity to train all the rest of the week. And we're going to provide room and board. Yeah, you're paying for that. But I would imagine dorms, like a college. There'd be uh, a cafeteria. And there would be a lot of gym and training space. I can find a $950 million gold nugget. I could. I don't hunt for gold, though. How big was that? That thing was huge, wasn't it? I don't even know if I could move that. Unless I find it while I'm digging a hole in my backyard, that's probably not how it's going to happen. Right? The closest thing to this uh, exists, and it did not exist this year. Uh, honestly, 32 pounds. That's a heavy, that's a heavy gold nugget. Uh, it hasn't existed for a couple years because of some logistical stuff. But there's an event in northern New York called Super Summer Seminars. And it's pretty special. It's a pretty great thing. But it's held at a college over the summer. And it's a long weekend. And people stay in the dorms and they train. And many of the people who teach also train. Awesome. It's that, but full-time. 
we would probably have instructors on staff for, let's say, a, a semester or six weeks or whatever, and maybe some people would come and, and maybe they would be paid. I don't know. I don't have any of the business plan worked out on this because it's a dream. And I don't want to, I don't want to change it. I want to keep it a dream, at least until it has a reasonable chance of happening. There would be a lot of outdoor space, a lot of garden space. We would probably, hmm. Internet would probably be limited to one spot. You know, you bring your laptop in there and you can work if you want. There'd probably be cell phone service, so if you, you know, your phone would be fine. But the idea is that for whatever period of time you came, your focus would be on your training. And classes wouldn't just be, you know, this is a Kempo class. I would imagine things would get very niche. Here's a one-week series on Kempo stances. I mean, really, really deep. Here's a four-week sec on the first three forms of Goju. You know, that, that kind of thing where you're really, the instructors had to go really deep in prep and the students are coming away with tremendously deep understanding. There would be weight training facilities, there would be massage and yoga and acupuncture and chiropractic and all the recovery things that you would want because if you're training that hard for that long, you need to recover hard. I think more than anything else though, you have that many people interested in training in that way and some really cool stuff happens. The stuff in between the classes, the, the friendships, Maybe if it grows, there are academic classes. Maybe there are, you know, uh, people are teaching anatomy and physiology. Maybe people are um, teaching basic massage. Maybe they're teaching, I don't know, what else might be relevant? Nutrition. So with the, because it's not just the people who would be there that this would be for, it'd be all the people that they connect with, the people at their own schools, their friends, and they would come back amped up about martial arts and with so much more knowledge to share. And you might end up with people living there. You know, this would be the closest equivalent I could imagine in the west of the Shaolin Temple. If you want to help make that happen, help us okay grow. There are things that we will do that will move the business forward, that will bring in money, but we need to have that base. We need to have the base of exposure and the base of being financially stable. Mm. 
Oh, and the follow-up question there is now take us through a typical week or stay at the facility. All right, I can go a little deeper in this. So I would love it if it was somewhere around here. Why? Because I love this area and I think other people would too. Um, there are a couple college campuses that might fold in the next few years, which is really sad. Um, so I'm going to imagine in my mind that it's one of those. Uh, you probably fly into the airport or maybe you drive in. Uh, if you fly into the airport, there are probably shuttles that we're running. Let's call it, let's call it Martial Arts University. And so you get picked up in a shuttle van and driven the, what's that, an hour? It's about an hour to the one I'm thinking of. And you pull up and you go through registration. Probably have to sign a bunch of forms that say, hey, if I lose my leg, it's not your fault. You get a key to your room because everybody would have private rooms because it's the easiest way to um, to make people feel safe, I think, is to have your own space. Uh, somebody shows you where that is. They give you a brief tour. Here's your room. Here's food. Here are where the training spaces are. Here's a map. Here's your handbook that tells you everything you got to know. And then you're just left to your own devices. Food would be available 24-7. Not always, you know, full buffet sort of style, but there'd always be something available. You know, some, some sandwiches overnight or whatever. And I think we'd have to have one of the things I like about training is that in many schools, you end up with this culture of supporting the school, recognizing that the school is, is, is something bigger than the person who owns it, the teachers, the students, and you help clean it, you keep it clean, you take care of it. And I'd want to find a way to bring that in to this, whether that's, you know, every day you've got a hour of contributing to, to the space. Maybe that's, you're doing an hour of grounds work every day. You know, maybe you sign up for what that activity is. I don't know. But I think I think taking pride in the space that you train in is important. And I think that would that would be something we would want to foster. What else? I think there would have to be organized social events, say like a, a weekly talent show that where you couldn't do anything with martial arts had to be something different. So you could see what people are good at otherwise. Maybe classes on 
particular martial arts movies, the the a week on the fight scenes of Enter the Dragon. And you can take whatever you want. Hey, Smugly Fuzz. What are you doing? She's sitting right here. We would have to be huge to make the economics on that work. I mean, we're talking about five hundred people concurrently at any time. Probably minimum, maybe a thousand. Could we get a thousand people around the world? Yeah, I think we could do that, but we've got to be a lot bigger. In order to get a thousand people to do that, we've got to have millions paying attention to what Whistlekick does. So, there's a goal. Let's make that happen. Ah, great question from Gabe. This is a great this is a great question day. You guys are making me think and you're making me think about things that are important to me, so I appreciate that. As an instructor, how much say or involvement should you have in your students' personal lives? Ugh. Okay. Now, these are two different questions. How much say should you have? As in how much authority or power? How much involvement is a very different question. How much say you should have as an instructor over your students outside of their training and outside of class in that physical space? Zero. Literally zero. It is completely inappropriate for an instructor to be able to tell you what to do outside of training. Morning, Jordan. You stay safe today as well. There are instructors who tell people what to do and how to do it in their personal lives. In my experience, it's the minority very much the minority. Okay. You can advise, you can guide, you can suggest. But I don't think it's appropriate. Here's an example of where it tends to show up. Children who are held to a certain academic standard, and if they do not meet that, they cannot train. I don't think that's appropriate at all. That's negative motivation. It should be a positive motivation. Students who reach a certain academic standard receive a bonus X. Extra training, a special uniform they can wear, private lessons, whatever. And then quite often, getting involved in students' lives is well-intentioned, but it's also incredibly arrogant and misses the mark of what a martial arts instructor is supposed to do. During class time, with respect to martial arts, 
within those four walls. Yeah, do whatever you want. But unless they're your child, you shouldn't be getting involved outside or you shouldn't be having say outside. Now, the second part of the question, getting involved. I think that needs to be done very carefully. Most of you know how I feel about instructors dating students, instructors being friends with students is also a very risky thing to do. Why? Because most people struggle to, multi to maintain multiple distinct relationships with another person. It is hard for a married couple to be in business together, especially when one's in charge. To look at your instructor as a superior, a senior, and then to, let's say, go to the bar with them and be a peer. That's very diff difficult for some. And it can compromise the ability of the instructor to guide the student. I've seen it, I've experienced it. What's the solution? You gotta make other friends. <laughs> now, are there examples of getting involved in a student's life that can be appropriate? Absolutely. And they all require maintaining your position. Doesn't mean they have to call you by your title. Doesn't mean that if you see them at the grocery store, they have to call you sensei. But it does mean that The bar one is probably the best example I have. There's nothing wrong with going to a kid's graduation. There's nothing wrong with attending a child's birthday. Being in a position of authority, having the responsibility of guiding someone's progress through martial arts is a responsibility. It is a responsibility that instructors choose. And we should be honoring that role. I gave up that role by choice because I was not able to maintain the high standard that I had for myself 18 years ago. No, it was uh, 16 years ago, sorry. 2003? 17? Anyway. If you're not going to take that seriously, you don't deserve to have students. It is a privilege, it is an honor, it is a responsibility, and it warrants treating it as such. My suspicion is that many of the instructors who start to have say over their students' lives outside of their training, most of them it's coming from a good place, but it's coming from a place where they don't know how else to guide them. It is a fear response.
it is, I don't know what else to do with them. It's not working. I'm going to start telling them how to live their lives. You don't get to do that. You get to show them. You get to set an example. I think a lot of instructors, especially as their physical skills start to fade, forget that the most powerful thing that an instructor can do is lead by example, to show this is who I am, this is how I work to overcome obstacles, this is how I, at the front of the room, continue to practice and train this, that, and the other thing. And despite the fact that maybe I'm never going to be as physically good at it as I once was, I can still find ways to progress. You ever seen someone do forms who've been working on that form for 50 years? By definition, if they've been working on it for 50 years, they are not as, except maybe in some very odd cases, they are not as physically proficient in their body as they once was, once were. But they still find ways to make it better, more impressive, more powerful, more traumatic. It can still become a better form. And you could say the same thing about anything else in the arts. Lead by example. Don't, don't be authoritarian. Don't hit them with a stick. Well, sometimes literally in training, but certainly not outside, literally or figuratively. I hope that answers your question, Gabe. If it doesn't, let me know. We'll talk more. So, I'll be back tomorrow, 6.30, as always. I hope you'll be there. I hope you will leave me some questions, some comments. I hope you have a great day. And I hope if you like what we do, you will support us, either via Patreon or making a purchase. If you go to whistlekick.com, use the code FIRSTCUP15. Okie doke. So, I'm going to go. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.